relax. Those beats mean you're now listening to the very real people in places that supply your high. This is Grown Local with Billy Wayne Davis and Mike McGowan. You guys, we are welcome. We're doing the intro outro this week. Style. We're back. I think we should, you know what? You guys tell us. Should we go back to the intro outro cold open kind of style that we used to do, which Mike and I enjoy? We can do that week to week. Uh and then kind of catch up with you guys and tell you guys what we're doing in real time and then release the episode. So this week's episode is two episodes, really, two and one. We we talked to Humboldt comedian and baby mama of a grower yeah. in Humboldt. Currently down in Ecuador on a surfing vacation, which I was like, that's cool as fuck. What the fuck, Humboldt people? Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. They do. I mean, I will say that the Humboldt people that I follow – when they travel, they go to cool places. They're not going. To, it's always somewhere rad like that. We're like, oh, that's a. I guess you can go there. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it's very, very specific. It's definitely like we're going to do the Vegas of the world, and it's going to be very off the strip. Like it is we're cool. going to Panama. Well, they also we're go going... to Vegas a lot too. Humboldt people. Yes, that too. Mm-hmm. That is so. I was like, that's not even a great analogy because. <laughs> They're, they go to Vegas a lot or they're going to like, yeah, they're like, I was in Peru and I hung upside down and slept for 10 days. And you're like, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did a bat. That's cool. <laughs> and then I didn't get to do that interview. I was being a dad last night. The the one we tacked on because they're both kind of short. So we were like, let's put them together. And they're pretty entertaining that way. So that's what we do here. On, and yeah, literally, one, I was going to pop into the interview and then. But my my toddler was, you know, some nights he's all, I got a lot of fight in me tonight. And I was like, some bitch, you sure do. And I was like, Mike, just start the interview. I'll come in. And then when I got done, Mike was like, oh, we're done. We just I was like, oh, cool. So. It's an important company that I really want to highlight. It's kind of a callback to so many interviews we've had, but it's a company here in Oregon that will recycle metric tags. And all the containers of plastic that you need to buy at dispensaries in order to get flour. It's a wonderful company. I really appreciate what they're doing. One of the harder parts about going wreck is a lot of the government mandated, Mm -hmm. disgusting polluting that we have to do now because of it. So I really appreciate a company like this. Patrick was awesome. We got into it. We talked about it. If you're in Oregon, please check them out. They will just give you a box that you can put out at your farm, fill up up with everything and send it back to them and they will recycle it it's the same thing at dispensaries or anything else i'm hoping this becomes a nationwide company i think it should yeah it's an important thing it should be bigger than cookies (laughs) because they're a really (laughs) well-known brand anyway guys we are in humboldt next weekend we are in eureka Friday and Saturday night at Savage Henry doing comedy shows. Mike and I both. He's going to be with us. We're going to, we've got a lot of, we're going to do some interview. You know, we're doing some Humboldt stuff. It's going to be a good time. And then on Sunday, 
if you're in the area of Mateel Center, Southern Humboldt, Redway, we are me and Mike and Grown Local, and then the great moments in weed history are doing a panel at the Mateel Center with some OG Humboldt people. Then we're going to show a little short documentary these people have made that's really cool. And then we're doing a comedy show, and every bit of money from that will be donated to the Mateel Center. Every bit of it is going to Mateel. Not hey, percentage of this after we do this, like all of it's going to Mateel. So thank you guys so much. Thanks, Southern Humboldt. So come out to that. It's Sunday, November 6th. If you guys are listening, come out. All come of out. It. All of it. Say goes. hi. Yes, we want to see Don't make eye contact with Slee, though. Don't. No eye contact like with Slee. It's not allowed. We're not allowed to see his face. But you can hand him a joint or hand us. We want to smoke everything you've ever seen or oh, got. Yeah. Like, let's, let's hang out. That's all we want to do on Sunday is have a good, good, good time. You guys, thanks for listening. Enjoy this episode. Grow your own. Um, really quick, Patrick, what is your full name? My name is Patrick Christopher Caldwell. Oh, nice. A three, a three piece there. I like that. Nice little three piece name suit. My podcast buddy, Billy Wayne Davis. He's got the three names also currently. <laughs> dealing with you know the bathing time of the children so you and I are going to talk about your amazing business which I just can't highly tout more than anything else just because it's dealing with a very specific thing here especially in the Oregon market but why don't you tell our listeners what your company does well thanks for inviting me on we we recycle the packaging that is used by dispensaries in the cannabis industry. So put simply, we, we recycle pop tops for dispensaries throughout the state of Oregon. I mean, being somebody who came from the people's market into the recreational market, it was so funny to me, all of the minutia of legalization and really kind of uh, extra stuff that I don't think we, you know, we're using before and now it's like oh crap we're being state mandated to use all these plastic containers don't even get me started on metric tags and such but you know when i when a friend of mine sent me your guys's company i was like oh this is amazing i'm so glad there's something like this out here yeah we also yeah we recycle those metric tags as well uh, so we we understand the need for recycling in the industry how did you how did you come upon this as a business so we also sell the packaging and basically i just one day started putting boxes into dispensaries to take the bottles back i knew that you weren't able to recycle the bottles in your local recycling container um, my mom is actually a master recycler, and she was the one who let me know originally that they weren't recyclable. And so we started just collecting them locally at dispensaries. Back in 2017, the local recyclers stopped taking them. And so that was when we had to figure out how to recycle them on our own. That's amazing. So uh, how, how, you know, 
want to give into too much detail, but how does the recycling aspect of it work out for you guys? Well, sure. So we, that we basically, we tried a bunch of different things, uh, <laughs> but we, we came down to, we just soak them in a solvent and then remove the labels. Uh, basically step one is the bottle has to be clean in order for it to be recycled. you got to get the, pla- the paper label off of it. So then once we remove the labels, we basically, we came down to a problem with transportation because moving the bottles, they take up a lot of space. So we figured out how to grind them up uh, at first in a little small granulator. And now we have a big industrial strength granulator where we grind up all the plastic into little particles, which can then be processed locally here in Malala, actually. We found a processor, Northwest Polymers, that we've partnered with. And they take it and they then make it into a product that can be made into new stuff. That's absolutely amazing. I will say that just even hearing that you have a machine that grinds it into something, you know, minute and small type of way, I'm I'm kind of like, on lunch break, do you guys see what will fit in there and just throw anything in there just to check it out? We... We have only put the bottles in there so far, but we have a couple of chairs that we're going to try and cut up into little pieces. We're trying to recycle all the polypropylene we can. So yeah, we've tried a couple different things. That's awesome. That's so cool. You know, and like I said, I think it's a very important thing to be recycling, of course, you know, but yeah, that sounds like a real fun job just to grind them up. There's something so satisfying about those videos online when you watch them and you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's why we started making them. I mean, they're they're cool to make and it's it's pretty fun when you put them in slow mo to watch the little particles fly. So are, are a lot of your guys there cannabis enthusiasts, users, and everything else? or uh, Everyone who works here, with ex- actually one of our recyclers is not an enthusiast, but everybody else is a cannabis user. Everybody who works here has been, you know, a friend of cannabis for many, many years. Most of us also, you know, came from the gray market beforehand. Nice. Yeah, that's what I'd like to hear. You know, I think one of the better things about, you know, Oregon for me personally is all the little side businesses, all the side job creation that cannabis has had the effect of here in Oregon for, you know, such a long time. That's really nice for that it's continuing through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Oh, that's awesome. That's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, aspect of it. But what was the name of your company again? Uh, so we are P3 Distributing and we're located in Milwaukee, Oregon. And how is the best way for people to get a hold of you guys and contact you guys for using you? The best way is just to send an email to info at p3distributing.com. Awesome. And any dispensary, any place can just put a box up and, you know, grab your stuff or get it filled up with recycled containers. Yep. Any dispensary throughout the state will pick it up when it's full and we're happy to have everybody on board. 
coolness yeah and you guys do joint containers all the different things have what what what's the the range of different cannabis containers you do we take joint tubes the pop top containers the ounce containers all of those are polypropylene plastic so we take those we also take metal containers and glass containers like the concentrate jars we take those and we reuse them. So along with the grinding of the plastic, we also take the glass, we clean it, and we resell it. So we'll take glass, plastic, and metal. That's amazing. That's so awesome. Yeah, all Um, in the same box, too. (laughs) It's almost like you've made it stupid easy and everybody should be fucking doing it. Well, that's the goal. We want it to be as easy as possible for the retailer. Yeah, no, um, that makes sense. That's awesome. So then you said that, the, you know, most of the people there have had, you know, some work in the gray market and all over there, you know, yeah, what, I which... mean, we, we, a lot of us have been growers, you know, in our own backyard types and, uh, you know, working with cannabis throughout the years before legalization came. I actually came from the jewelry industry, selling boxes and packaging that way. But most of my people who work for me, they all have been growers for many years. (laughs) That's awesome. One of the things about our show is we try and get people to grow on their own. And that's one of the things I'm really proud about Oregon is the ability for people to grow because in some states you can't. And it's absolutely ridiculous to me. So... (laughs) Well, I mean, yes, that's absolutely ludicrous that people can't grow their own. But yeah, no, we I we encourage it. Everybody who works here is a user of cannabis and a lover of cannabis in their own way. But and they definitely have all grown at home. That's awesome. That's so cool. But yeah. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really just wanted to showcase your business. I think it's amazing. And I think more people should be doing it. So thank you very much for your time. All right. Well, thank you, Mike. Thanks for having me on the show. Of course. And then, so this episode specifically, I think will be our, hey, we're going back to Humboldt. So we have to check in and make sure that hasn't been swallowed by a natural disaster or a new warlord is in charge. So we're checking in with a humble, not native, but you're like there you now. Here. Yeah. I mean, someone on someone with boots on the ground live yes. in Humboldt. That yes. Is. How long have you been in there? I've lived here now for, I guess, three years only, but I've been coming up for five Huh. So well, actually longer. The first time I trimmed up here was in 2016. So I guess, Jesus, I guess that's eight years now. <laughs> <laughs> that is how Humboldt close. works. That that's is Humboldt how math. Works. You're like, was it, was it two years? It was seven. Okay. Close. <laughs> so what made you decide to be like, I'm going to just move there. I got pregnant by a pot grower. So I have a baby in Humboldt. Ah, Okay. One of the Humboldt children. Where um, does, huh? How does so, that work? How yeah, does yeah, that happen? I, well, is that, yeah, right now I'm just like, there's so many questions. Which yeah. one to start well, with? We aren't friends. So <laughs> that's a good to know. In okay. that way, it works well. 
I personally would never want to have to exchange a child with someone I was madly in love with every week. So instead of just, <laughs> there you go, have a good weekend. That don't, uh, yeah. But you're not like unfriendly. It's we're chill. Yeah, we're not, yeah. but it's not like big drama. It's pretty chill. That's... So she's with him on his, at his pot farm, allegedly, like about two hours out of town up the hill. And then I'm on the coast in a city in Arcata, right by Eureka in the club. Well, yeah. I mean, you did the air quotes when she said city, which I used to make fun of it too. But then like when you do spend time in the hills and then you come back into Arcata or Eureka, you're like, well, this does feel like like it's, there's I mean, a lot it's going a harsh come down. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. In the middle of the wilderness. And then you're like, ew, is that a Costco? This sucks. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And then yeah, that's the Costco is one of the nicer parts of the come down where you're like, wow, we're back in reality. Cause everyone is rough here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lot of muck boots at the Costco. It is nice to know that you, you're within reach of like cases and cases of sparkling water. That's nice. That is nice. So do you, where do you guys, you make the drive two hours out? We meet need- halfway in Miranda, which is right off the exit of the first place I trimmed at. I was like, oh, I never knew one day it would be exchanging a baby at this gas. <laughs> That's awesome. Full circle. <laughs> that is. At least you're familiar. I mean, at least it's like part of, you're like, I'm pretty familiar with these woods. So yeah, this is a good yeah. spot. I, mean, so. I know these, I know that tree. Yeah. yeah. It's been cool. And I love the comedy club here. Without it, I feel like I'd be like, wait, where am I? So the club is great. So you're how old is your child i mean uh, this all three three yeah that part of hum this part of humble is fascinating because the adult part we've talked about quite a bit and then we talked about like the high school part which was in the school part but like having a child we haven't fully discussed and especially like your setup is fascinating because part of the time your child is just on a on a platform yeah, I've seen pictures of her just like helping put soil in big pots. I'm like, well, I guess that'd be fun to do if you're three, just like play in the dirt all day. It's, I mean, to me, it's, I grew up my, you know, canning food and stuff like that. So I yeah, mean, the, it's the exact same. And when yeah. you're a kid, you're not, there's no difference. You're just learning how agriculture works. Yeah. And we have, I always be like, Elena, do babies smoke weed? And she goes, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's I good drug policy. Anything. I'd be like, do babies drink beer? No, no, no. Like anything. That's exactly, that. yeah. No. <laughs> if I'm asking you if babies do it, the answer is no. Especially in front of your teachers. <laughs> that's too good. Her, her class is wild because the kids, she goes to baby school at Paul, Cal Poly Humboldt. HSU, whatever. Uh And you can tell them the super, to me, the most radical family who with the craziest name, their son's name is William, which I think is radical because all the other kids are like Starfire, Kalena, blah, blah, you know, and then there's William. I'm like, oh, wow, you guys are cutting edge. That's a cool name. That is. They're going old school. You guys are like, oh man, what a rebellious, like, I like it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Not normal for Humboldt. Let's get something unique like William. Yeah, and this is William, and this is Theodore. Yeah, there's already six. Like, well, you guys are class, weird so. as hell. Yeah. <laughs> <That's fun. laughs> 
Yeah. So how does a kid's school shape up like in Humble? Is it majority? A lot, of cocks, a lot of socks with sandals, you know, the people, the kids who work there are cool. They're just like little hippie kids that go to the college and want to be like teachers, I guess. So they're like, you know, getting their child development degrees. I feel like they're like better at it than I am. One day I dropped her off and I was, she was like, I don't like my friends. And I was like, oh, that's not nice. You love your friends. Go have fun. And one of the teachers was like, it's okay to not like our friends sometimes. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. You take her. That's the point. Bye. Right. You're in charge. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't you send me an email about how to be a good parent? I'll maybe read it. <laughs> that's thought. I mean, that's thoughtful. Is it called Cal Poly something else now instead of Humboldt yeah. State? Yeah, they changed it to the third California Polytechnic School, which if you have any of the HSU gear is going to get you extra cred now because that's the old name. Oh, weird. Now it's Cal. How did that happen? And as you can imagine, a lot of jokes at open mics about how polyamorous everyone is. So it was a huge moment for them to make really hack jokes. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yep. And that's not over. So I'm sure when you're up here doing your show, it'll be and it'll get a laugh from me and Mike, and they'll think it's about the joke. And we're like, nope, we're laughing about that. You would say this joke. Yeah, you were going to do this joke. That's funny. (laughs) Oh my! So the university is always so you spend do you spend time there? It's interesting. Oh, I'm in college too. I feel like that's what you have to do when you're a single mom. You gotta get finish your degree you know that's not it can't hurt no no one of those until you, yeah well until you get the bill and you're like Didn't yeah but if you do it smart. learning school though learning is cool i've decided what are you going to do just get a degree and then pay for it <laughs> i'm getting an astrophysics degree in theory if i pass my classes so that's not, not just sure a degree what... that's not <laughs> That's not just like a, I'm just going to get like a psychology degree and finish. Cause no, it's hard. <laughs> yeah. So, and you said it was like, and then pay for it. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure. What are we going to go work in a lab? You know, I don't know. Well, I live in Los Angeles and it's like, what? and I fly out of LAX a lot and I, I pass Raytheon, the, the NASA jet P- P- propulsion lab is like over the, a, like a mountain from where i live so cool. and then there's northrop gunman there's boeing like you with it with that degree i feel like it wouldn't wouldn't be too hard to pay for your humboldt state college <laughs> time. yeah i know i'm just like you know having to come to terms with the idea of working again it's been a couple of years of just you know just being a parent which is so easy as you know it's you could nothing easier no <laughs> It's not easy. It's, no, it's all, not. it's just constant. And that's why it's irritating. Uh, I assumed that you would start building the NASA project up there in Humboldt, like the most Humboldt way of building a space shuttle out in the woods. And is any of that going on? That would because be cool you never because know what Humboldt. Yeah, like a space shuttle that's not designed to go into space. That's just so people can do shrooms in it in the forest, but it would have to be like, correct you know like built like it could go into space totally yeah 
Neil deGrasse Tyson would blow you up on Twitter if it wasn't scientifically accurate. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's, you know, maybe I could just get on Twitter with my astrophysics degree. Just start (laughs) tweeting about stuff. I don't think you need the degree to do that. (laughs) (laughs) I think you just need to put that in your handle. Hey. Astrophysicist bitch one. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And then people are like, she's legit. Yeah, she's legit. Yeah. And then maybe put an American flag somewhere. Then they know American physicist. That's real. Yeah. So So anytime that we interview people from Humboldt, we always ask the question, how did you end up there? And we've heard the back and forth, but how did you actually find out about Humboldt and end up there? Oh, okay. Other, well, for the first time I came up was to trim on a farm for, you know, five or six weeks, just like staying in a tent on the top of a farm, you know? And that was really fun, actually, because I also ran trim teams in L.A. So that's just like what I did for years was just trim weed and, you know, tell other people when and where to come trim weed. So that was the first time I came up there. And then the second time I was up here sort of is because of the humble, the comedy fest that Savage Henry does. And that's where I reconnected with this grower and then got pregnant. So sort of because of the festival the comedy fest whoa yeah anything can happen at the savage henry comedy that's well yeah it's a it's for sure festival that's absolutely that is that is what it is yeah Uh, so yeah it's (laughs) let's i'll just say if you like doing drugs that's the festival for you that is i'll just i'm not i don't i'm not gonna it's just that's Every year that I like, come do it, and I'm like, I don't party anymore. So it's like, I I'll just come do a weekend after that. Yeah, that's probably better. You no, know, I'm an adult. That's why I love Humdebolt, but that's just too much. But I mean, I'm just saying, if you love to party, go to then. That is the, it's rocking fucking. It's a. It was also my first introduction to Humboldt. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, so like, I also understand where it's, it's not a bad introduction to what it is either, because it's everyone is, if you have a weird, like this person seems pretty normal, but like a little, there's something I can't put my finger. You're like, Oh, after you go there, you're like, Oh, everyone's just kind of on drugs there too. So you have to take it, take that in. And then you think that's just for the festival. And then you come back a couple of times. You're like, Oh, this is, just kind of how it is this is how they live their lives it's like a stuff stuff to schedule stuff it's fun to see all the other comics come in town because it's like it's i don't know like mom's out of town for the weekend or something everyone just goes batshit crazy like sleeps probably like three hours from the whole weekend it's crazy and then i see you know then they just go back to detroit and are like lawyers or whatever and then come back in a year and do comedy again Well, my favorite is all the comedians that I follow on social media, like a week after the Savage Henry Comedy Festival and just watching them have a mental breakdown because of the chemicals in their body <laughs> just going down. <laughs> Where they're just like crying on Instagram and they're like, I don't know why I'm so sad right now. Like, oh, Savage Henry was the weekend before. <laughs> That's actually yeah. great. I'm going to start looking for that as well. I also like that everyone posts their like great fest like seven days later because they've all just been passed out in the corner of their room for seven days. Oh, I should think them that was really fun <laughs> yep 
there's always great stories about people coming back from it, but I've never heard the we grower got me pregnant story from a yeah, com- from yes. the comedy festival. Funny, so. <laughs> lol. <laughs> <laughs> so were you guys just like immediately we're just gonna have kids? I was. I was like, well, I'm gonna have this, but I was old in my mind and had never been pregnant. So in my head, I was like, hey, this is the odds have been not in my favor you know so sure i was like all right let's just do this do it in my head though i was like what's the appropriate amount of time for optics that i wait before i leave him (laughs) well it wasn't i made it till she was four months old and then i was like okay we're i'm gonna get my own house he said cool what he was like cool he was like, please, that'd be yeah. great. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's very adult of us. As, as a weed grower, I have to ask, what part of the season was he in when you did it? Was it like around oh, harvest time? When or... I left him? Yeah. Oh, it was January. So that was like, nothing's going on. Okay. That's like, good. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> but if it was, there yeah, was... I, wouldn't, I wouldn't leave him during harvest season because it's hard to like, you know, I would know that I wouldn't be getting much help. You know, it's better wait a couple months when they don't have anything going on. Yeah, that that was very respectful. Sometimes you get well. Honest. Sometimes he gives me disrespectful pounds. I'll be like, "I'm the mother of your child, and you're going to give me this shitty ass bag of weed? How dare you?" <laughs> wait, wait, disrespectful pounds of weed? Yeah, like one like a year old that's brown and it smells like dirt. I'm just like, you're you're being a dick by giving me this, and I would do the same thing if I were you, so I understand, but just know that I know that this weed is trash. I mean, as far as separations go, I understand it. That's know? still nice. I know, I just want, I know, I'm, you know, I'm just being greedy. I want more, I always want weed. And That's I never good that you know that. that too, that it's greedy. And he's probably just like, yeah, I'm being nice, but not like well, kind no, I think he you know thinks I'm mean? a bitch anyway, so I kind of got to play that part and be like, give me the pound. Is that well, part of your breakup? Is that part of the um, Well, I feel like it's an under... He doesn't smoke weed anymore. So to me, I'm like, then then let me have it. What are you going to do? Sell that for $100 or whatever pounds of weed are now? Just fucking <laughs> give it to me, dog. <laughs> that is very true. That is... I bet he loves those comments too. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And don't be late with child payments either. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So what is what is the vibe in Humboldt right now because of that, what you just mentioned, mm. that, that pounds of weed are like 11 cents? Yeah, pounds of weed, the vibe is off for sure. People are definitely like reminiscing for the good old days. Remember when we all had money? Yeah. So it's, you know, it's in a lot of the industry here is now, you know, people work for like obviously legal grow ops, but it's like, not the money that it used to be when you're like signing paperwork and making hourly wages. It's not, you know, like even the work from the workers and the growers, like everyone's obviously just making a shit ton less money. (laughs) And it feels like there's a lot of like outside people coming in and starting businesses here. Like cannabis people. Yeah. Or or like new dispensaries that are owned by people down in LA or like stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty good. People in Humboldt are pretty good about locals only shit. So it's hard for people to 
peddle their stuff if it's like from other places. So at least there is that going on. People want to get, if they're at the weed store in Humboldt, they want to get weed that's from Humboldt, you know? Mm-hmm. So at least there's that, but it's definitely totally, it's not what it once was at all, for sure. How was it for you to break into the Humboldt reality? I mean, you kind of had a nice little easy way with being like, this is your baby. Is like that the way to get inside of the Humboldt curtain is to get pregnant by somebody? Possibly, but also I was like lucky to be grandfathered in by the Savage Henry people and got to write for the magazine and stuff. So people like respect them ironically <laughs> you know it's, oh savage henry oh cool so <laughs> sort of because of that otherwise like i don't know how i would know anybody people i've met people from shows i certainly am not hanging out with 19 year olds from college that's unless uh, they're boys in 23 but then <laughs> that's probably the sure the best yeah as also so- i've been spoiled with hanging out with comedians for years that just wow are it turns out people in general are just not that funny or entertaining oh yeah no that's that's kind of great is that part is most (laughs) i mean keep going i've been hanging out with them for 15 20 years so they get told you'll seek out boring people who are doing interesting things more than (laughs) well i wouldn't say any of the kids at school are that interesting but Maybe one day. I certainly wasn't when I was 18, so. No, if you're interesting at 18, shit has not, your life (laughs) is not going great. Yes. It's not good. Uh, I was very interesting at 18. Exactly. A lot of trauma. I was very boring. You were. I I could see that for you. Very, very boring. Boring. I would love to see what you wore to high school, Mike. I have pictures. It's not great. It's not great. Is that what you said? It's not. It's it's Philadelphia (laughs) pork roll just mashed. It's just when you, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was like, (laughs) there's a lot of, oh, you're on drugs a lot, huh? Because every now and then my wife will will see, she'll be like, why are are these, why why do they dress like this? And I'm like, that's drugs. That's drugs. She's like, oh, they're on drugs. I was like, oh, they're on drugs a lot. Yes, that is. Yeah, I feel like a there's of- a lot of people are doing a lot of ketamine up here or something. That's what I'm getting from everyone's outfits. I'm like, those are like ketamine pants. That hmm. makes sense. Describe the look. Yes, describe the look. Okay, okay. It would be like very baggy pants, but that are really tight also. Chains tied out the waist very baggy chains and like an oversized sweatshirt that shows a lot of your midriff no matter boy or girl everyone's midriffs out and then like a like a little fisherman's beanie but rolled up over the ears that to me is a ketamine way to wear a hat like you got your ears out but we have a hat on i don't know i've never really fucked with that drug so i don't i can't me neither so i'm just confirm or deny if that makes sense but it sounds like jinkos yeah, were like popular when i was in high school to some people but i wore them i know you did you know yeah that... yeah <laughs> my friend he's such a sweet sweet boy his dad was a, like a, an amazing history teacher but an actual lunatic and wouldn't allow him to do stuff and you know all that kind of thing so he would wear whatever regular pants his dad would accept to school and then when he got to school put on his jinkos and wear them around and just not walk in the hallway his dad would be at 
And <laughs> but it would always make me laugh because they were just like so big. Mm-hmm. So it would just be like, why? Like what you're you're like putting on MC Hammer pants and sneaking around. It's like that. Those two together is just like a funny. Conceptually, it's just funny. That's just funny. You're trying to hide with a fucking boat sail around <laughs> your fucking waist. And then they're not tripping. What was fucking weird? Those and not trip. But what's the point of them? Do they feel good? Is it like a dress? Oh yeah, oh yeah. So <laughs> it's just the more like the opiates, it's like weighing you down and everything. <laughs> so also too is being high and walking around a New Jersey mall with them on, going up and down escalators where it's like these could get caught in here. This would be fun, you know, type of thing. That's also a vibe. Man, that's the saddest shit I've ever heard, Mike. That's so sad. Wait, so were you, I mean, because sometimes you do jokes and then sometimes you say like sad Philly stuff that I don't understand. (laughs) What is the opiate thing real? That's what attracted you to the pants? Well, no, you know, there's things that happen when you're younger and it's not until later that it clicks, but I was for sure doing opiates at the time. And sure. just everything has like kind of a big baggy snuffleupagus <laughs> vibe. Like when you see the embodiment of a snuffleupagus as a human being and you're like, yeah, everything feels like you're walking through soup. I could do a whole podcast about why I don't do opiates anymore, but it's a lot. Of we shouldn't. Feelings. It sounds like you're just. <laughs> well, and here's the honest truth, too. <laughs> And I don't like talking about this stuff because you don't want to, it's, it's very enticing is that that <laughs> drug is because anyone that kind of beats it, like anyone that you talk to, they're like, it's the way they just, they're like, it's the best fucking thing in the whole world. And you're like, okay, well then we can't do this. Yeah. This is the warmest hug I've ever it's, received it's, in my life. What is that? That dude that <laughs> there was a comic that died. I know that's weird, but <laughs> Oh, he was on last comic. He's a New York guy. I think he had HIV, but he was a heroin addict and he talked about, you know, he beat it or whatever. And then he talked to it was he did this joke on NBC. That's when I was like, man, this dude's awesome. <laughs> he talked about his you can't. He's you can't be his uncle so and so. What's heroin you, you know you go talk to these you can't be honest you're like it feels like falling back into a pool made of puppies just hugging you he's you can't tell them <laughs> the truth can't be honest that was like man that is the probably the realest joke that's ever been on this show and it's that's like even now look at you you're like i there's a lot of feelings right now <laughs> <laughs> it's not good <laughs> think though let's think about this though if we we just created a company that would get doctors to deal that stuff for us. <laughs> Do you think, and we never, we never made that company public. So it's just like all the money. It's just like a, we could just sacklers. We could be the sacklers. Is that a good name for it? Cause that's, I think that sounds good. about good. <laughs> They're yeah, not kids. in trouble. Do you guys know that? They're not in trouble? No, I know. And I could go hurt. My, I could go break my back walking down in Old Town Eureka right now, slipping on a fucking needle or whatever is down there. 
and then get addicted to opiates and that'd be it. I'd be like, all right, see you guys. It was nice doing one podcast. I'll yeah. y'all never leave this house again. Yeah. That's yeah. That is a real like you you can't wear flip-flops in Eureka. That's for fucks. And that's... Oh well, that's for sure. And la- well, actually, unless you're there, you're this one guy that I see who wears the flip-flops. He shouldn't. We know he hoodie. shouldn't. We know he shouldn't be wearing. Yeah. And he runs horse hospitals, so he should know better. You know what I mean? Like, how are you going to wear flip-flops around a horse? That's... But, you know, I'm not a cowboy. I wouldn't know. That's stubborn, man. That's that's a very humble thing. Yeah. He's in flip-flops and he rides horses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, cowboy boots are stupid. I mean, they are kind of stupid. It's like the slickest bottom of a shoe. They're done ever. As like, How are you going to walk around in the... Yeah, they are. They're like... If you notice, most actual cowboys don't wear them. They wear boots. Yeah. People they work on, I noticed that early on, growing up on the farm, I was like, hey, unless you guys are going to some stupid dance, you don't put on cowboy boots. This is mm-hmm. it. And also, if you you're look, going somewhere nice, like the Texas Roadhouse for dinner or something. See church, a wedding, yeah, church. funeral, somewhere nice. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, oh, Charlie's. Mm-hmm. The Costco. Uh, in Eureka. No, well, you wear your dirty ass fucking Yeah, no, those are muck boots in there. Yeah. Sometimes okay. I have to remember where I am. I'm like, am I disrespectful? Am I disrespecting these people because I put on makeup today? Am I, I do. Good? I don't mean this rude if there's anyone in my hometown listening, but I think you understand what I'm talking about. If is when I go to Walmart or something with my parents, I I'm not dressed like up, but I look nice there. I look really nice no matter what yeah. and it's and people do side eye like what is this nice you're just like i'm just these are i wore a sweater and jeans to the comedy club once and this guy was like you know this is a comedy club right and i'm like i'm not in a fucking ball gown i, I do mean, like jeans that part of, and a sweater that the crowd they will that part of humboldt is awesome because they'll spend twenty dollars a ticket to see somebody good but they're also wearing they're there's dirt on everything they're wearing. Yeah. It is hilarious. Yeah, that the, is... the audience is soaked in like Eagle 20 or whatever. Like they've been out in the yard. Oh, did you just. That was a good pull. That was a good pull. I, I knew. That. I knew I didn't. That was a wing to growers. All right. I, that was good. Right. That was good. <laughs> she knows what she's doing. But I do like that. Dirt. It's, it's also because I was the farm stuff. I grew up around farmers and it's like. They got more money than people realize, like way more money than people realize. Oh, yeah. And that's it. They don't. But so but they're like little tails, you know, that you Mm -hmm. can just see. Like a lot of cash in their pack. Well, just the way they speak about stuff and the way they carry the Yeah. And then there's like a certain watt. You'll just see a bulge in the Mm -hmm. bib or something like that where you're just like, okay, this is (laughs) I know you're you're you dress like you're of the forest but you are you're i you know own you the are. forest yeah. i know who you are yeah. like i get what this is and then that's why i love it up there too is i you know that is one of my i do <laughs> one of the, my favorite things about up here is just that they're regular people i don't miss the no, surgery faces of la at all like, oh I compared seen, to la totally i haven't seen yes, someone look like I've, this that since is... i moved up here and it's like pretty cool that's been actually nice to be a chick and not have to see everyone like chopping up their faces i'm like oh wow i, I really will say this though boots and a camo shirt and look just fine that's not just la 
that's not just LA that face thing. That is it's everywhere now. It's all cities. starting to get everywhere. Now. It's right. starting it's the face stuff is starting to go all around the the country in a way where you're like, what y'all doing? Don't. Yeah. Someone said I think he is Lil Duval. He's a very funny, funny comedian. And he was talking about how they the women like that need to listen to the men in their lives because the men will tell them like that's enough you need to yeah. stop with your face that is enough because the women around them won't and they'll have them looking crazy no, and i was like man that is like, such a good point it's i've never it heard you. of a man being like hey fix your face you know i've never heard a man say it's that shit ain't for us i don't think no it's not and it's but that's what kind of makes me sad when people are like i'm doing it for me it's like, really if we lived in the fucking forest like the good old days and there weren't mirrors and phones you would be like hey can somebody chop open my lips and shove some stuff in it please for me please mm-hmm. so, i like to also I mean, what's gonna happen when we all get old everyone's like Kids are going to be like, dude, I'm so over grandma and her gross fake ass. This is not, this is so obscene. You know, I don't know. Now, seeing grandmoms with, you know, done racks, I'm just a little bit like, okay, this is too much. This has gone way too far. Mm-hmm. I don't, 70 year old women where it's like up by their chins. It's, this is, <laughs> no, we don't. This yeah, people are still, they're getting laid. The bottom of the barrel at, at old folks homes, people are getting laid. So you really don't have to do any of that shit. No. No. <laughs> Someone will fuck good. you. Like, they promise they will. It's it's like it's like enjoying both a green bowl and you know a resinous bowl. You know you want the perky and the droopy all together. Yeah, I mean that's, qualities. You don't. No one everything. wants both those things. I don't think, but I think eventually you take you know whatever. But you that's not a great great analogy. Mike just did you find uh, things that you <laughs> like about the droopy. There you go. Uh, there you go. That's that's, good. that's what I'm you learn to. Be in the moment and accept and you know and appreciate the droopy it's almost yeah. like it's what's on the inside that counts almost i mean it's yes that it is important it's not you know balance i think yeah. if we're doing the, if we're being yeah, honest the only thing yeah that's the thing that people are like oh it's only the no it's not it's not it's not i know some super cool people i am not attracted to it like you know what i mean Where it's yeah like, i even love people that i am not most, i have no desire to it's ever. most of them yeah. most of them most yeah. people i love and i have no desire to yeah yeah no i agree that is, well it, would you feel differently if they got a, their faces done no I, it's the opposite where it's i'll be honest like remember when meg ryan just showed back up and her, her fucking yes ruined it, it it hurt my feelings mm-hmm like it like it like and i know that's not i think i just probably always had a crush on her you know <laughs> even since top gun or whatever she's ever been in and she's just kind of i know she's an actress and it, as i get older i understand what that actually means if like the real the the reality of me and meg being together in a daily relationship it does not work but <laughs> but you know the crush part like that crush, that was like it was a weird one where I was like, normally none of that shit. I'm like, huh, that's a weird move. They may why they do that. But that one, I was like, ah, she, she okay? I don't know. My that best one... friends tells me about the day her dad came home with plastic surgery for the first time. He had got a facelift, and she was like four. She was like, yeah, I cried, and I never had thought about that. It's like the kids, 
you come home and mommy looks completely different. Meg Ryan broke your heart. What if that was your mom? I'd be like, ah. that's that's a weird move. It was a dad too. Like not it's Hollywood be... though. You understand? Yeah, it's a van. It's there's the vanity in this town is. Here's the thing we've talked about this before. It is the cream of the crop of every every industry and type of person if you're a criminal some of the best in the world are here if you're the you know all that shit and if you're a lunatic some of the best lunatics on the planet (laughs) it's the the money thing is like it truly and you to make this about humboldt we can because it's that like excess crazy excess cash makes people do stupid shit that they like they rarely save it like they're supposed to or like well, the easier it comes the crazier they do stuff mm-hmm. with and like we we you see it in Humboldt and you see those giant fucking trucks and you're like that's a hundred thousand dollar truck that dude yeah has. they like to call those grow dozers that's the grower the grow dozers and the trucks yeah that's yeah you like in I like you look at I like to look at Zillow. It it yeah. tells it tells me a lot about like places I go to and things like that. And the homes in Humboldt, even if they're like deep in the woods and stuff, you look at like the materials they're made out of. And so they're like, This is they've spent quite a lot of money building this house because like all these appliances are really nice. The wood they use is super high end. It's you're like, Oh, so they're doing super good. And then they weren't, there's several houses. You can just, you could just see it. Well, this never, this well never goes dry. And you're like, no, that is all whales or no. Yeah. That's why we've ruined the, the, the planet. It's because whales go dry. (laughs) Yes. They literally do. Yeah. That's, you see that that's how they're trying to fix the water crisis in Utah. They're like, pray for more water. That's not going to work. <laughs> I mean, well, if it does, maybe that'd be a cool fluke. Here's the thing. I don't think that's going to. Do you know how those people that you're talking about got there? <laughs> I don't know how they got there. I mean, some some planet and, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> that's after they die. They get their own planet. Oh, but, okay. they, but all those people got there because the dude kind of lied to them about some stuff and then they did some praying and then they some a bunch of birds and shit showed up and locusts and they didn't realize that there's like a big there's a big lake salt lake down there but they thought it was their prayer so they so that's there's a reason fundamentally why those people and i don't like defending them they're not well i mean i'm pretty racist they're they're all pretty hot but they're also kind of racist and dumb but that is why they're like hey remember we did the prayer it worked before and here's the thing about prayer like if it rains water everywhere it works if it rains like two or three times like it worked we gotta just keep we do a thing i don't know to end this i do want to talk about we'll be up in humboldt yeah we're coming november 4th and 5th we are in eureka at savage henry and then the 6th we are doing a matil center show in southern humboldt and all those all the tickets 
and all the money for the Matil Center show goes to the Matil Center. So it'll be some stand up. Well, first, it's going to be a panel with some OG Southern Humboldt people and David from Great Moments in Weed History is going to lead that panel. And then we're going to do some stand up and then we're just going to have a good time and raising money. But we're going to have a good time in, in Eureka, too, on Friday. Man, that, I love Savage Inner, you guys. It's very special. You guys need to keep supporting it. I don't know. I mean, I need to say this louder and louder, but like, they bring up some great talent, like some amazing talent comes up to Eureka and you guys, I don't think understand what the little pipeline that, you know, that's been created there. So well, it's the only club between San Francisco and Portland, really, if you're doing that route. So we get a lot of people who have dates and want to do shows between SF and Portland and whatever. Well, it's also of way low airlines flies oh, yeah. from Burbank to eureka or arcada for pretty cheap and that's mm -hmm. i think that's made the that's helped more than anything more than the because it's still not a great trip <laughs> driving wise in from portland to san francisco if you're making that drive it's no not that's a, a shitty ass drive absolutely it's a shitty shortcut <laughs> yeah so more than anything it's the avuelo nice. air Yes, and so like, like, like an hour and a half flight up the coast. It's beautiful. It's amazing and it's very affordable. So I'm just saying, support that shit. We're going to be there in this. I do want to. Do you guys see the crab thing? Did you see that shit? What crab thing? Exactly. They're gone. They're fucking gone. What? Why? Crabs <laughs> are gone. Yeah. More or less, yeah. I mean, not to be alarmist, but yeah, they are. Because it was alarming when I read about it. Stepped Mike and on I are grab surfing last week. Yeah, I'm, not... I'm part of the problem. I'm part of the problem. You're not helping. You are not helping. And you're not helping. There's not many left, and you stepping on one is not great. He lived. Uh, I am. I'm very thin. I weigh nothing. Okay, that is great. <laughs> great. Kidding. I mean, we're kind of joking, but we're also like, I mean, it's not good. You stepped it's on it. It's not good. It's like not. Billions of them have died. Billions. They didn't, they're not doing Deadliest Catch this season because of that. That's like a real Well, thing. I think, yeah, the, the industrialized seafood farming is a whole, or the fishing is batshit insane, but yeah. That's not, that's not. No, that's not having to do with the crabs. That's not why the crabs left. Nope. You, but no, can you tell me no. why? Well, Where, the theory you want to drop this huge bomb on me and then leave me. Well, I will tell you the I will tell you the theory. Here's the thing: it's like brand new. Like they just canceled all this shit. Where like even those dudes are like, "Whoa, fuck!" Is because of the way crabs and turtles and another kind of weird species, the way they their eggs hatch, and then there's like certain, you know biological shit has to happen and it has to be certain degrees there's certain temperatures like if it's a certain temperature the when the turtles hatch they're males and when it's another temperature they're females so mm -hmm. lately they've just a lot of them have just been females which is not great turtle wise but so but they think in the water because it's warming up the temperatures need to be a certain, it needed to be a certain thing to fertilize whatever process with the fucking crabs to make them a billion of them. <laughs> and because of the climate 
change in the temperature change this year they were like ah it's too different so that's their theory and it's not it's not good no, it's not good when a species yeah because like all these ecosystems are so intertwined when one of them goes that's really not great it's not good i can still get imitation crab in my sushi nope. so i'm not worried about that it seems i don't care that Whatever. is Fuck mike it. represents i think I think Mike's doing a devil's advocate, but he also is representing 80% of the world right now where they're like, man, it sucks, dude. So Sig's not going to make a season this year. He's one of the captains on Dallas. But like Mike and I are trying to go, we're going to Alaska in January to do stand up. And then are you doing that run up from Wasilla to like from Anchorage? It's like, we're doing that for a day. And then we're doing that that weekend. And then we're going to some other places to do the cannabis thing. Oh, they have t- popping weed in Alaska. It's so, so we're trying to like, yeah, we're gonna do. I thought Humboldt was like, we thing. like to be alone and we like our weed and we don't like the government, but Alaska is really like that. It's Humboldt time mm-hmm. squared. It's fucking crazy up there. Yeah, that's why it's sometimes it's Humboldt, Humboldt let me laugh because it's yeah, it's Humboldt like, but with a lot more effort. It's people yeah. really trying. Oh, yeah, like... maybe that's that's the disconnect. I'm like, ooh, you lost me at more effort. <laughs> yeah, no, you got to work every day in Humboldt. People are like, nah, I'm just gonna live and walk, do some stuff. I yeah, they're like, I'm dog. gonna lay in the. I have to lay in the grass and connect with the earth for four hours today, so I'm real busy. <laughs> no, you do that in Alaska, you're dead. Yeah, um, he'll kill you. Yeah, exactly. I'm just outside, okay? Like, what happened? The air got me. Uh, <laughs> but I am. We're trying to go to Nome, and that should be interesting. Just because there is, a, it's tiny, and then because of the crab stuff, is it's interesting. And also now there's a bunch of I just read the other day because I've been doing research about where we're going and stuff. So I'm getting like news stuff. That part of Alaska starting to get uh, Russian men early who are asylum seekers because they're like fuck this draft. So they're popping over to. So oh, that's cool. And so you know, where we go, if we get there, it could be pretty fun. <laughs> well, I'm excited I'm, to live vicariously through your Instagrams. <laughs> I'll I'll find some hot Russian dudes. Don't worry, it'll be a. Thrill. I know you oh, will. I didn't think about your weird queer stuff. I didn't mean weird like in a judgy way. Just more in a, it's weird. It's that's what it's queer means. Very hyper specific and a lot of weird. It and is interesting. It's not. I don't, and he knows I don't mean judgmental. I just mean this is an accurate way to describe what, what's going to happen. <laughs> like a window has to be left it, open. There are conditions. There's an ecosystem going is, on. There's a whole thing that happens. It, it is interesting. I'm not against it. I'm not. <laughs> Nothing wrong with it. It is just more. That's cool. You figured a lot of that out. It seems like a lot of math. Slade just said 45 minutes. You guys stop talking. (laughs) After we're done recording, we'll get all your info. You guys can find all her info in the, in the details. They can, the episode, you can just click and go to all her Instagram and stuff. Come hang out with us. And do you live in Arcata? Yeah. So I got to make that seven minute drive around the bay to get listen, to your yeah. Listen, and you it's joke like, about that. Yeah, coming from LA, people are like, that shit. yeah, we're like, I don't want to, people are like, I do not want to drive to Eureka. And it's literally seven minutes with no traffic. And they're like, I don't know if I can handle it. It's, they don't do it. They don't, it's like, it, 
People will hit me up. Like, I'm going to give them rides because people don't want to drive their own car seven minutes. They're like, dude, can you pick me up? I'm like, and it's a pretty drive. Yeah. Gorgeous drive. It's literally both sides. If you you take either way, it's pretty. It's in your right. It's seven minutes. It is fascinating when, and we'll close the episode after this, but this is a fascinating Humboldt thing that I am. It's tough to explain, and even people there can't truly explain it, but then they they become part of it mm-hmm. because they, like the Savage Henry guys, were Arcata dudes when I met them. They were in that little office, and they would mm-hmm. do shows around the thing, and they were Arcata dudes. The first year I went to the fest was in Arcata. We I stayed didn't. at the Arcata Hotel. Exactly. Yep. And I didn't understand, like, and that was like, and then Eureka was just this other thing for two or three years and then they moved to eureka and became like eureka dudes Mm -hmm. well they still live up in mckinleyville which is like north of arcada but they have to so they don't even a lot of the times they won't leave the club they'll just stay he put a bed upstairs he's stay here because they can't possibly do that seven minutes back to mckinleyville no way (laughs) it's like that is in like you coming from la you understand why that makes people insane because it's like what are you talking about you're like i gotta drive 45 minutes minutes to get get a mile yeah just to go see my friend yeah as a drug dealer i will say that drive (laughs) is very wide open it is so that's the thing that pops in my head is where i'm just like as a drug dealer i don't like being out in the open that much and you know there's weird places that cops can sit at there's weird oh it's all it's a cop yeah Totally. It's just like I don't I don't trust this as a drug deal. No, I disagree. That's it's not. Just think about think about all the nonsense that the cops in Arcata and Eureka are putting up with. Yeah. Just constantly. (laughs) And you driving between the lines a little back and forth. They're like, that's fine. This is fine. He's got a car. We're doing good. Like that's the it. mayor of Arcata got caught in there and he did not apologize. He like got caught for a DUI on that little corridor. And instead of saying, I'm sorry, he was basically like, this is the week anniversary of when my dad passed. And I'm not sorry. I deal with it. I would deal with it. Like basically catch me driving fucked up this week, next year and the next year and the next year. You guys are fucked up for making this a thing. Yeah. I mean, that is a, because I'm grieving. That is truly now, a representative. Now that I too, that's not helping. That's a true representative of, of the people of that town. He's like, he's listen, you elected me because I'm one of you and I understand this place. And they're like, you got a DUI. And you're like, yeah, man, my dad died last year about this time. Got fucked up. What are you going to do? And everybody's <laughs> yeah. like, everybody's just like smoking a cigarette. Like, his dad died last year. So <laughs> he didn't, he didn't say he didn't do it. He didn't say it. He's, yeah. All right, I don't. I'm gonna. He's got my vote. I'll fucking drive up there and vote for him again. Absolutely. Tell him to come to the show. I will, awesome. I will. I will. We're recent Instagram friends, so I will. That's awesome. That That's is fantastic. So cool. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you guys for having me. This was a blast talking to you. Have fun in Humboldt when you're here, but then Alaska too. That's so tight.